when it comes to heating up your business, it's all about making more bacon. And that requires an expert with a particular set of skills. You need a Baconologist. Building authentic connections, online networking, through social selling, relationship marketing, mindset and training. Yeah, that's bacon. Get ready, because we're about to fry up a sizzling success strategy. This is the Bacon Podcast with your host and business Baconologist, Brian Basilico. It's a lot of bees, man. Welcome, everybody. I'm your host, Brian Basilico, and this is the podcast where you learn to make your business sizzle online. So are you ready to fry up some new business? Hey, peeps. It's been an interesting week. We're in the dog days of summer. People are vacationing, getting their kids back to school, or just soaking up or avoiding the sunny days and warm weather. Speaking of dogs, our dog Layla picked up a case of the dog flu. Her daycare was incredibly proactive about closing down for three weeks and communicating with us pet parents. When I took Layla to the vet, I brought copies of the emails they sent. The vet said, can we keep these? These are some of the best communication we've seen about the area outbreaks. Needless to say, I was sad about Layla, who is doing better after a dose of antibiotics, but very happy with our vet and dog daycare, particularly their services and communications. Speaking of communications, I've had a few Zoom meetings this week that stood out and I wanted to share. Now, I understand recapping Zoom meetings may not be the most exciting thing you hear about all week, but bear with me. There is a point to all of this that I hope will pay off on your time investment. Now, this was all prompted by a comment on a post that I did on LinkedIn. I call these Baconisms. They're quotes from my books and speeches that I post every single month. The one that I got the comment on was, marketing should never be an expense. It should be an investment. The comment said, funny that it's oftentimes considered an expense when it doesn't work and an investment when it does. He's not wrong, but how people define how marketing works and not works got me thinking. How can we define when marketing is an investment or just a justifiable expense? An investment has an ROI. An expense can be qualified as a cost of doing business. In my world, I say that every marketing dollar should return three, which by the way is another Baconism. That means you should make $1 to pay for the expense, $1 to pay you for your time to implement it, and $1 for profit. I find that people look at the expense and try to justify it by perceived sales, but lack the data to connect the expense to this sale. Now, I'm speaking next month at the APOS annual convention. Yes, there is an association of businesses that pick up dog poop. I'll let you insert your own jokes here, but it's serious business. I had a Zoom meeting with my original pooper scooper, who is now a national sales rep for a national scooping franchising business. We were comparing notes since we're both speaking at the conference 
and didn't want to overlap or contradict each other. I've spoken at their conferences before, so I know that most scoopers focus mainly on homeowners and their pets. This time I'm speaking about trying to get more or some commercial business. My friend mentioned that scoopers often spend a lot of money on advertising to replace lost clients. Pets pass, people move, and it can be a revolving door. In this case, we agreed that ads do help replace lost revenue, but do little to create new business. The feedback loop of constant new business feels like a win, but it's more like an expense than an investment. That'll make my presentation a bit more challenging since creating B2B business sales takes longer and does require an upfront investment. The win for them will be that commercial contracts can be more profitable and potentially long-term. After all, apartment complexes and other commercial spaces have a steady supply of new people with dogs without attrition that plagues their need to advertise. I also had another Zoom call with a past client who's remained a good friend and even became a podcast guest. She works at a national company whose Chicago office hired me to help them with marketing and LinkedIn training. Now we split ways about two years ago and she said they're no longer using the website and systems I helped them set up, but she did confirm that what we did was a good investment in their record success last year. In the meantime, corporate had implemented a new sales CRM and purchased a lead generation system. She was touting how the systems integrated and nurtured leads with a measurable ROI. I knew of the lead software because they offer a free version that anyone can use, but I wanted to explore how and if the paid version could offer my clients or my team the same kind of success she was seeing. So, I set up a meeting with that company for a demo. When I looked at the product's website for pricing, they had none, just a form to schedule the demo. I wanted to use my client as the example at that point because I knew the pricing would probably be outside my investment tolerance, but potentially not for them. The sales system included a pre-call to schedule the Zoom, and they needed way too much detail to use my client's information, so I acted as the guinea pig. I have to say their demo was slick and intriguing. Their system not only provides leads for your keywords, but can rank and find people who recently performed a web search for your types of products or services. Then they have additional tools that can reach out and nurture those leads. I asked how accurate this was, and the salesperson said their data is 95% accurate. Then he told me they use those free accounts to scrub people's computers to find the contact and search data. If that sounds unethical to you, it's exactly the same model Google uses. They give you free searches and email accounts, and then they scrub your usage to create the data that they use to sell to businesses to sell Google ads, which people can use to find new customers, just like the pooper scoopers. 
Then came the pricing. It was between two to $5,000 per month and required a two-year contract. That means that my client would need to make six to $15,000 or more in new sales every month to make it worth the expense. Now, I do believe that they could, but I'm not sure they'd want to do that for two years without getting some more proof. So let me leave you with some final thoughts. I have no idea whether I can convince the scoopers to invest in B2B marketing or convince my clients to spend $5,000 a month for leads. I do know that marketing expense becomes an investment when you track the marketing dollars you're spending and watch them turn into increased sales dollars. I know the key to B2B sales success is investing in your salespeople and their relationships. Investment can create, maintain, and rekindle sales relationships through your marketing efforts. And just one more thing. When I was doing that sales demo, I asked the salesperson to put my information in there. Guess what? They had the wrong address for my business. I guess I'm just not data scrub worthy enough for their sales system. Thank you for letting us sprinkle some bacon bits into your brains. Want some more? Learn more about this podcast and our guest experts at baconpodcast.com. Have questions? Send them to askbrian at baconpodcast.com. Until next time, keep sizzling. And remember, it's all about the bacon. <laughs>